1: It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930
2: WBEN.
0: All right, BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Welcome. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Great way to kick off the week. Uh, thanks for being with us. And I, I'm ready for a nice week. I'm looking ahead at this weather forecast looking like after you know the first couple of days we're just going to be roaring into the weekend i'm getting excited i'm excited for tomorrow 65 a nice cool oh yeah refreshing day i forgot you're like mr freeze no you I need just, to be in the cold i like a day like that <laughs> you know before uh the 80s and 90s might
1: appear a nice 65 high 51 low windows open all day. I'll take that. It is pretty nice. How was your weekend, Joe? Weekend was fine. Uh Literally, uh, I can't think of anything. Oh, I did. I should, before I say that, cut this part out. Um, exciting. I got to meet my nephew. So, I did get to meet. I was about to say I had nothing exciting go on this I got, weekend.
0: I didn't really do much. I can't think of anything I really did. I uh, no, uh, met my nephew for the first time. Sorry, forget.
1: No, met my nephew. Uh, it was awesome to meet Beamer, who turns one week old today. Um, so... That was uh, an exciting part of the weekend, and
0: I lost my oil cap on my car. Uh, but how did... how No, I, we have to get started on this, too, because I saw you posted something about this on Facebook, that you were topping off your oil and you lost the oil cap yeah. to your car. And what I wanted to reply, and I didn't, but what I wanted to say was... I don't believe you because I don't believe you are under the hood of your car. I. That's the one thing. <laughs> that's the one thing I know to
1: do. I was 500 miles away from from where I have to get my oil change, and I still I still have my winter tires on. So my oil change and tire. Well,
0: it's going to be in the 60s tomorrow.
1: So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I kept them on. But the oil and tire swap out will be the same the same appointment. I don't want to take it there twice. Okay. Uh, but when I get to the end of. What the sticker says, I start getting my oil light when I take turns. Mm -hmm. So I top off the oil, like a half a quart, just to get me to that 500 miles. And so Saturday morning, that time hit, and I went, I bought the oil. I bought the thing to put the oil in, and as I was... I mean, at this point, you might as well just change the oil yourself. I would have to get under the car to do that. Well, yeah. Um, So I go to get the the oil cap, and unfortunately... In my nervous ways, I nudge the oil cap behind the engine. So then, you know, I go searching for it. I have the the uh, phone flashlight, which is not good in the mm-hmm. daytime. Uh, I've got oil all up and down my arm, and I, you know, I realize I'm going to go down the street a half a mile and see if I if I could pay these mechanics twenty bucks to look under my hood for my uh, my oil cap. They do. They don't find it. They say you must have lost it driving over here. So then I go to an auto parts store, and they had one left for my engine. Look at that!
0: I was going to say you can't just like uh, pop something off a Pepsi bottle or uh, something like that and pop it on well, there. I was just going to different uh, threads. I was going to take a rag and, and you know have it you
1: know <laughs> rubber band. Yeah, and they said and they said anything up but an oil cap is dangerous for your engine. Yeah, so that would make sense. So you know what? But the moral of the lesson is maybe I'll just start taking it in for the oil change 500 miles
0: earlier. I, you felt like a real man, though, I'm sure. Oh. The oil up and down your arms. I sure did. I was like, look at me. You're that- walking in there. What do you need, buddy? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I dropped my oil cap. Should, I shouldn't. You know, I've done that a bunch of times before. Like uh, um, like different nuts and bolts I, in the car all the time. I oh, drop yeah. it. Yeah. Anytime I'm worried, I lose something in there all the time. This
1: is the second time that my oil cap has not gotten back on my engine after i've topped off the oil the first time though i didn't notice it i just closed the hood and started driving and i could smell the oil <laughs> it was christmas eve and i found it had fallen just in the front of the engine that's a lot easier to retrieve than when it falls behind the engine mm-hmm. well
0: i'm glad it all worked <laughs> out for you at the end um all right so you should have uh, you could have held out today maybe got a deal on your oil cap Oh, possibly. I could have gotten, instead of for $7, maybe 2 Yeah, today's the big shopping day. And, I'm you know, I'm interested in this for people because I used to love uh, today on the calendar. The It's Amazon's Prime Day, if you haven't gotten 20 emails about it already. It becomes a bigger deal every year. It's And it's not just their day. It's every, you know, big retailer. They're putting everything on sale, trying to get you to spend a little bit of money. Now, I used to love this. Especially like my first year as a homeowner, um, you know, buying all the different things I needed, you know, the smart lock or whatever, a new fan, you know, replacing all these things in my home. And it was uh, perfect. We get all these things uh, for way cheaper than I would normally. And it's going to work out great. Now, I've shifted on this a little bit. Uh, You know, as the years go on, I've kind of had more of this idea in the last 15 months. I think this is really taking hold on me. Where I think you asked me two years ago. Oh, are you going on Prime Day? You well, yeah, I'm looking for all the deals. I'm doing something like you ask me now, and I'm actively trying to avoid prime I'm trying to avoid shopping on Amazon, not just on Prime Day, but just in general, yes. period, because I you start to feel a little dirty shopping on Amazon so much after a while. You hear the story after story of stores having to close, of all these uh, local retailers having so much problem, uh, you know, doing whatever, whether it's... I mean, it can be literally anything, Joe, that you buy on Amazon that is something you could pick up at a local hardware store or something, or even music, a local record store you'd rather go to than to buy something on Amazon. And I've more and more have been seeking that out over the last 15 months than buying on Amazon, especially then you hear about how much money Amazon's making. Then I every time I'm on the road now, I am passed by a fleet of Amazon trucks. It's on every block you see yeah. uh, one of these prime trucks rolling by. And, and I definitely think there's been a change in the way that I've looked for things. Um, and that is Amazon used to be one of the first places I go to. Now it's maybe the last place that I go to. It's the last resort if I can't find it somewhere else.
1: I'm trying to get there. I cannot honestly say right now on the air that I am where you are, I'm trying to get there. There are times where I find something on Amazon and then I think to myself, where can I get this from a locally owned store? And if I can't get it from a locally owned store, how about just a brick and mortar store as someone who worked in retail? Yeah. I know the people who. those are their jobs. You know, if if you go by any plaza now, mostly you're gonna see two or three empty storefronts. And you know, those are jobs, those are people's livelihoods. So. I try, but Brian, I have to be honest. There are times where I will try. I'll go to two or three stores before mm-hmm. buying it on Amazon, but then there are those times where it's 10 o'clock at night, and I see a really good deal on Amazon, and I go, hey, you know what, I'm just going to purchase this because yeah, I, I can mean, get it to my door tomorrow.
0: That is not to say that I don't shop on Amazon. I you know, I am not immune to I If I was really, you know, vigilant about it, you could just delete the app on your phone. You'd never, right? And it's easy to just never go there at all. But I do still shop there for the convenience. I try and keep it mostly the things I know that I cannot buy locally, right? And those are the things that I buy on Amazon. Things that are, it's, you know, made by some national brand. I cannot buy it locally. So that will be... My Amazon purchase but everything else I've been trying to be way more cognizant of in the last 15 months but I want to know from everybody out there 803-0930 you can give us a call or send us a note on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board and I, I want to know if you have at all changed your shopping and I feel like most people might be in one of two ways you're either like what we just said you're like me You're trying to avoid Amazon as much as possible because you've heard of all the local problems over the last 12 months. As Amazon has flourished, it's come to the detriment of things in your own community. Yeah. Now, you could be the other way where I've started to shop online more as things were closed, and now you're not going back. And I see both things kind of happening, and I'm wondering if there's a split there, if uh, you've gone one way or the other, and you can let us know that morning, or this morning, that morning.
1: Yeah, I I, I think you're right because there are people who they've gotten a habit, and a habit. But there are a lot of people who are trying to break habits that they've started over the last 15 months, trying mm-hmm. to do things the way they did uh, before you know, you kind of had to do everything online before you were kind of forced into purchasing most of the items online because for a while there, uh, nothing was open. And then when it was open, it was difficult to get to or it was a pickup only where you have to think about this, Brian, where a lot of retailers are probably kicking themselves because due to state law, you could be open, but only for pickups. So you're kind of driving people to the website to purchase online.
0: Yeah, and I think shopping... In person, it does a couple of things, right? It's um, the first thing is what we were talking about, supporting the local business. But more and more so for me, it just becomes getting out there and, you know, seeing somebody and waving to somebody and, you know, doing that kind of little interaction that reminds you that you're a person (laughs) and not just, you know, doing everything at home. You're lying in bed, swipe, swipe, and, you know, (laughs) whatever it is will pop up on your patio the next morning. I also spend less money if I go shop in person
1: because you actually have to take the card out or do something in a payment process when you can just keep on pressing buy now on Amazon. Let me tell you, the bills stack up uh, a, a lot quicker, at least for me.
0: Oh yeah, I've um, I um, my card used to be connected to that account. And then one day I was like, you know what, I don't really wanna use this card anymore, I'm just gonna cut this credit card out. So I, my wife's card went on the Amazon account. Uh-oh. And it was only then she realized how much stuff uh, we were spending <laughs> by buying stuff online. It's very, uh, it's easy to uh, keep clicking buy when it's uh, maybe not your credit card attached to the account.
1: When it's not your card, when you don't have to pull the card out to purchase it, and when you're not seeing that product. Yeah, it, it, it's it adds up a lot easier when you have a cart or hands full of product. Uh-huh. It's a lot different when oh, buy now, buy now.
0: I kind of bought a lot of stuff, didn't I? And they have, <laughs> uh, you know, it's to their credit. I mean, it's an amazing. story of how they've gone from you know just selling books on the internet to selling literally everything on the internet and not just on the internet either right because they've made it so easy to buy literally anything yeah that uh, you think about over the years they said buttons in your home right (laughs) here's a little button (laughs) i mean it looks like a little piece of plastic you stick it by the paper towels and when you're out of paper towels you press the button. Yeah. And then magically paper towels tomorrow are appearing on your front door. Like little things like that. And now all of the uh you know Amazon voice assist I was just going to say, yeah. things that you know, oh, well, you, you don't even have to take out your phone to buy. So that's too hard. Don't, don't go say. on a computer. Just ask. Just ask our uh, little speaker. Hey, can you uh, add some uh, whatever to my card and check it out for me? And then, hey, the next day, something said. So they've made it so easy to be spending money on things and to do it without even knowing that you're doing it that, I mean, that in and of itself has hurt everybody else and made it harder for everyone else to compete. Then you add the last 15 months on top of when all these other stores had to close down Yes, and then we're forced to build up. All right, now how do we ramp up this online business? Some of them had to turn to Amazon and start selling on Amazon through their own store. Just to stay open. Uh, Yeah. Just to stay open. And now Amazon's getting a little bit of a cut of that. So I, it is incredible in in one sense of it. it. There is a lot to be admired there. On the other hand, I'm, you know, I'm just a little, especially when you start talking about Prime Day and you see on all the news stories what we had uh, Good Morning America on. They're talking about how to get the best deals and how to do this. And I try, you know, more and more to kind of look at that and say, you know, why don't we try and, you know, go down the street somewhere, walk down the road to that store. Because as we've seen over the last year, that might not be there next week, right? I mean, if you don't go and buy your next dog toy from around the corner um, instead of having it shipped to you from somewhere, I mean, that store might not be there, and that's not far fetched to say.
1: No. Uh, by the way, what a what a dirty trick! If we asked the name of the speaker to purchase something while we're on the air, and then someone's speaker actually purchased what we said
0: on the air. Yeah. You, what uh, local company should we support? Who's selling stuff on Amazon, <laughs> that's and we'll right. uh, we'll set off everyone's smart speaker.
1: But, you know, people say that, you know, oh, this store will never close. This store will always be there. And I think that gets in the back of people's head, Brian. Like, you know, this time I'm going to purchase this online or on Amazon because next time I'll be out and about and I'll make sure to go into the store and buy something. But as I can talk from personal experience, Mm -hmm. that store that you might think will never close it could close, and it closed pretty rapidly. Oh, yeah! My and former employer—no one thought that store would ever close. <laughs> That's right. It was the first of that store in Western New York. And guess what? It is no longer.
0: Yeah. Um. And, and you know, it's, I—you have to be in the position to do this too. I found myself a lot over the last year. I go and, you know, seek out, somebody's texting in, uh, go directly to the store website. And I've been doing that with a, a lot of bands, a lot of smaller bands that I like who have not been able to go out on tour. They're not making any money. Um, you can't go and see them. Uh, you're trying to find some way to support them. They can't, you know, one, play at the show to make money, and they can't sell their T-shirts and whatever at the show to make that money. So, you know, I'm going to their website, and I'm, whether it's a T-shirt Uh, a record or something like that and you're buying it and you do not listen you are paying a bit more you're paying a bit more not only for the product but then for the shipping of that product you know some one of these bands is over in the UK guess you know how much it costs to ship over that thing it's a little bit more money and you do have to be in a position to have the luxury to spend a few extra dollars on an item if you want to go support. And that's part of Amazon's appeal, right? I mean, when you're just starting out or you're still in college or something like that, and it doesn't matter if it's 50 cents, if it's cheaper somewhere, that's where you're going. going. Every dime matters. So that's how they capitalize. And I'll never blame someone for seeking out the lowest possible price because... I, you need to at points in your life. Let me
1: ask you, and I, I'm I'm interested to hear this from the listeners as well. You know, I, I know to support local business, you'll go out, you go to those stores, but do you prefer to buy something online or do you prefer to get in the car? Or is it, does it depend on the item you're looking to get to go to the store and, and see the product?
0: Yeah, I think it depends on what you get. Like there's certain, um, You know, it's like vitamins or something like that. Something where you know what it is. It's a product you buy all the time. It doesn't change. Your toothpaste or something. You know, that buying online makes a lot of sense. Right. Right? Because you know what you're getting. It's the same thing every time. It'll be delivered to your door. There's no expiration date. It's not like a fruit or something where you try and look and pick the best raspberries. or You know, the bananas exactly the color that you like them at the grocery store. There are some things like that. For most things, though, for myself, I have always been an in-store, get my hands on it. Whether If it's clothing, I like to feel them, like, is this a good material? I can't tell from, you know, online, from a photo, what this is going to feel like, you know, a dress shirt or something like that. Whether it's uh CD, a record, you know, I... I can look at this. I know, hey, this is in good condition. It's not being shipped through the mail where who knows what's going to happen in the meantime. It can get a little warped or something like that. I've always been that in-person shopper for just about everything. And, you know, there are a few things where quality control isn't an issue. That's when I have no problem checking the box and doing that online.
1: Clothes are the big one for me. Like, there's certain clothes like... Mets products and Virginia Tech stuff that either I wait till I'm there for a game or have to get online. But when it comes to anything else, and there are times where I'll get something from a a team store and it's not the Fanatics brand, it's something else. And you're like, this doesn't fit like a large usually fits from this store. Anything else, though, I like to go. Maybe not even try it on, like you said. Maybe just feel the material. Yeah. I like to know what I'm going to buy because there is no worse feeling than when you wait your two days for a piece of clothing. You get it in the mail. And it's not what you wanted. It doesn't fit Mm -hmm. right. And let's be honest, I've put uh, some considerable weight on over the last 15 months. Certain things aren't fitting the way they used to. I'd like to know that before purchasing the item.
0: Figure out what to do with it next and all of that. I am. uh, There is one thing that, though, you know, I mentioned CDs or records that some local record stores have begun, you know, there's this record store day. It used to be once a year and Then then was twice a year. now it's like eight times a year where there's special releases that come out on certain days. And it's this big thing. And you would go to any record store and what happens, there's this long line around the corner and you don't know if you're going to get what you want to get. And you know me, I am not a wait in line person oh. at all. <laughs> I cannot stand waiting in line. So one of the things they have begun To make some of those limited releases, it used to be you have to go to – that's the whole point of it. You have to go to the local store, help support the local business. Some of the local stores have begun making some of those releases available online for pre-order. And that's one where I'll say, okay, I'd rather order this online instead of waiting in the line with a bunch of people who are – trying to throw your elbows in the gut to get what they want and make sure you don't get it. And, you know, avoid that whole headache that, you know, black Friday, like atmosphere. And you still know your money's going here. You're supporting this business. You're getting what you want. And, you are saving yourself a little bit of that headache.
1: It's it's great when it works out that way, when the store uh, gets the money and you get a little more comfort.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's how I like it. But, you know, you can let us know what you think you've uh, been sending in your text, 803 We'll continue to read those on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And uh, also a, a lot of stadium talk over the last couple of days. There was a report out of Rochester about perhaps the future of the Bills Stadium, and then, of course, the uh, Erie County Executive with a tweet yesterday rescinding the mandate that apparently was... A ma- can can something be uh, rescinded if it's never been implemented in the first place? Yeah, there
1: was never clarification if that mandate had any so, standing.
0: So, I'm, uh, I'm not sure, but it's gone. It's yeah. been lifted. I didn't know what's there, but it's been lifted, and we'll uh, be talking about that coming
1: up. The idea that there may have been a mandate that had no standing <laughs> has been lifted.
0: <laughs> We're back after this.
1: It's BMAS and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is BMAS and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Just want to go to the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board real quick. Uh, Joe, take it in. Give me a break. You have no skill under a hood. No, I know that. But at least I know where the oil goes. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a
0: win. I mean, Yeah, it, I give the guy a little credit here. Yes. I, like I said, I was surprised that you were under there to begin with. Yeah. I wasn't putting I oil in where,
1: where the windshield wiper fluid goes. <laughs> but. Brian, we talked about my weekend, but you'd have to follow up. We talked Friday. Uh, you were going to a wedding. You were doing the wedding. You were performing the ceremony. How did that That's go? right.
0: It, it was a perfect weekend for everything. I mean, the wet, it went as smooth as possible. The weather was great on Saturday outside. Just I mean, not too much sun so I could read my little notes, you know, in my binder. And uh, no rain or anything like that. Everyone had a great time. I, it, it was perfect. It was great. I, uh, I didn't mess it up. That's great. That's, that's all you got to do, that, right? That's the goal, right? Yeah. Just don't mess it up. Don't make yourself the center of attention. Just, you know, keep it going along. Stretch it out to—it it was shorter than I thought it would be. That, you know, it goes by a little quicker than when you kind of script it out. That's probably to the delight of many. Uh, yes, I uh, I kind of think so. Not because the they end. want less you, just because they want to get to the party. And the bride and groom wanted a short ceremony. Yeah. I said, you, you, you got to give people their money's worth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stretch it out just a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, we have but, a guy that does news in the mornings that uh, does has the same uh, I, you the same know thought process.
0: I'm uh, I'm just trying to give a little bit more to the people. It ended up being a little shorter, but I think it all worked out in the end. And hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to have been part of it. Looking forward to the next one. And I think Joe, I think we should start at some point here. We are going to start allowing people back into the station even if we don't though we're talking outdoor summer weddings yes i feel like we could do friday weddings live on bemaz and beamer i am all for that i if you want to be married on this show and you go and get the required paperwork everything like that i'll marry you live on the air
1: yeah and we want to do more remotes yes right? this is something we could we could do it right outside in our parking lot here and uh,
0: par- yeah you could choose the location actually yeah. we can really take this anywhere that's right. I'll uh, live on the air. It'd have to be, you know, it's not the ideal wedding time. I'll say that nine to ten on a Friday morning. It's an hour better than Good Morning America, who had people getting married at seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> and and with a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have to share your wedding with anybody. <laughs> but we'll do Friday weddings if you are interested. And uh, I mean, you're serious. You have the actual you because you have to go get the paperwork yourself. I just fill out, you know, yeah. the bottom uh, form. I we will do uh, your wedding live on the air. I I love this idea. Uh, we can we can make it happen, Joe. Uh, we were talking shopping in person, online, Amazon or no Amazon. Mark in Buffalo, you're on W B E N. Uh, what's going on in your shopping life? How has it changed if it, it has at all over the last year or so?
2: Hey, good morning. Uh, well, I think I'm in my 50s, and I remember there. Two times in my life where I think the the world life really shifted. One was 9/11, and the last 20 years have been very different from the years before 9/11. And I think this pandemic is a, the second major shift in my life where everything seems different now, and I'm not sure it's ever going to go back to the the old way. I remember when I was growing up, companies like Sears and GE and General Motors seemed like the biggest possible companies in the world, and now they're compared to what amazon is uh so you know i don't know where this is going uh there will be small businesses you know down the road in the future but i personally have never gotten into online shopping i bought one sweater over the entire uh pandemic using amazon and it came to me and it was a woman's sweater the zipper was on the wrong side and i didn't know i couldn't zip it up so that was my that was my only attempt at shopping on amazon uh, but, yeah, life is going to be very different now, and I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of good with Amazon, but I also think it's a pretty scary prospect that this company has gotten this big, and, you know, so that's where I am.
0: No, I, I think a lot of people are kind of in your same line of thinking, Mark, and, you know, we thank you a lot for the call. I, It's it's cool to see. All the technology is cool. The thinking behind what they're doing is Admirable, I think in many ways, where look, they're a business, they're trying to be the best business possible. and they're doing a great job of crushing everybody. Yeah, at the same time, you don't want to see them crush everybody. Right. And you know, at some point, um, I, I do think that uh, that equation comes into your mind a little bit where look, it's it's not going to be when you're 20 years old or so and every dime matters much more than it does hopefully when you're a little bit older. But it does uh, at some point come into play where, listen, you know, I could continue to just click and swipe and buy and have things show up and it's all fine and dandy and I can get whatever I want off of this one website. But you do, I think at least, have to at some point take a step back and look at what that's doing to your surrounding area. And, you know, at some point, you want to support your neighbors, right? Yeah. At some point, you want to go. Well, all right. Listen, I'm I'm not saving the extra two dollars, or maybe it's you're buying from a smaller place online. You're still doing the online shopping. I'm not going to get this shipped to my house tomorrow for nothing. Right. Um, it's going to cost me a little. It might take a week or so, but I'd rather support these people who are, you know, trying to make a living themselves than do continually you know feed the beast yeah we need places to continue to advertise so we don't want to drive uh no one drive the local <laughs> places out of business i mean it, but it is tricky i think it's tricky and this today goes to prove it right i mean what do you do you can be as much of a a vigilant shopper or however you want to characterize yourself an online or an in-person local shopper as possible but when you see something that's Thirty percent off of the price you'd pay at a store that you go into, you can buy it from your bathroom, and it'll show up on your door tomorrow. I mean, at some point, I, there is a little bit of like, well, yeah, that's actually way easier and uh, way better on my pocketbook. So it is a tricky conversation to have.
1: It is, but you know, in the in the same in the same thinking, yes, I'm in the bathroom. I just bought what I needed to buy for the week, or you know what. On my way home, I'm passing this place anyway, and it's only, like you said, Brian, it's only going to be what? I'm saving a dollar fifty from ordering it in the bathroom? You know what? Tomorrow, on my way home, I'm going to stop by this. I'm going to keep the money right here in Western New York. Like you said, I think the older you get, that that thought does have to go through your head, uh, especially when you think of the jobs that are affected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we mentioned some of the other stories that happened over the weekend on the stadium. Uh, first off was the tweet that came yesterday from the county executive Mark Polankars. He said that based on few new COVID cases, which if you weren't aware, zero <laughs> COVID cases reported on Friday, four on Saturday. And that's not because they stopped doing tests. There were thousands of tests and they didn't find a single one last Friday. Uh, low hospitalizations, hospitalizations continue to decline uh, back at the level that we saw last September. You know, which is basically uh, the last summer. And I'm expecting that we'll get to those lows that we saw last summer of the hospitalization numbers uh, very soon. I mean, you look at the trends maybe as soon as this week. Good vaccination rates is that we're rescinding the vaccination requirement to attend Bills games and stadium events. Joe, I'd also like to make an announcement. We are rescinding the vaccination requirement to listen to this uh, show. That's right. That was a mandate. (laughs) If you didn't know it, that was – and we're rescinding it right now based on all the things that uh, were said in this tweet, too. I, You know, it's – listen, it's good news. I like to see that, that we're lifting all of these restrictions that – here's the thing. If it doesn't need to happen, it shouldn't – if it's a restriction on your movement here in America and it doesn't need to happen – And we have shown, I think, through enough large-scale events like this that would take place in the stadium or in the arena, for that matter, which is still under restrictions, if it doesn't need to happen, then don't do it as a restriction, right? If it doesn't result in this outbreak that you're worried about, then you don't need to have the restriction on it. That's what we've seen as far as the stadium goes. So it is good news to have it lifted. At the same time, I did chuckle a little bit and say, well, can you say it's rescinded if there was never an event to put it in place in the first place? It was never (laughs) agreed upon and no one really uh, knew that it was (laughs) there to begin with. I don't know if rescinded is the right word, but nevertheless, I'm glad that this idea is being dropped for now.
1: Can we just sidebar for a second? the pettiness of our elected officials and the back and forth and it might not have been that long of a back and forth but the back and forth between the governor and the county executive about who has power to do what where these are the people that we've elected to serve the state in the county
0: i think it's just a little petty okay back to the to the topic yeah so uh, but that wasn't the only stadium news to come out uh, the other was no. this report out of rochester about the bills at RochesterFirst.com, I believe, uh, that the bills were planning to build a new stadium in Orchard Park, according to sources. That is the uh, what the report in Rochester First said. And, I, you know, Joe, I go through this report, and, you know, reading it, I, there were a couple red flags that, you know, popped up with me uh, right away. And now this is being said... I should I don't have any inside knowledge. You know, I don't have anyone on the inside telling me this one way or the other. I have things that have been said publicly, things that were said years ago as kind of my knowledge as to where the thinking was on the stadium. And but there are still things in this report that I looked at and said, I you know, I'm not sure how much stake I want to put in this Right now, so this is News Eight in Rochester. RochesterFirst.com. They reported a few things. One that they're looking at Orchard Park as the site of the new stadium. Now, that would kind of go against everything that I've been led to believe of what the Bills were looking at and hoping for with a new stadium, which was downtown. Like I said, though, I, I don't have any inside knowledge, and this was, you know, at this point. Quite a few years ago, right. that I'm hearing that downtown was the preferred option.
1: What this makes me believe is there were they were exploring downtown, but Orchard Park this is still
0: the best of the options. Now, Orchard, why I think this kind of leads credence to the report is or credibility is that the bills, even if they moved downtown, would still have quite a footprint in Orchard Park. If they built a downtown stadium, they're not all of a sudden uprooting everything from Orchard Park and moving their entire operation downtown. Right. The offices, the training center, the brand new uh, training facilities and weight room that they built, all of this in Orchard Park, that's still going to remain. And all those facilities are still going to be where the bulk of things take place for the Bills. Right. Um, Just the stadium where they play the actual games. Would be a little bit different. So that's one of the reasons I would say it's not crazy to think that they would build a stadium in Orchard Park because they're probably going to leave everything else there even if they were to move downtown. Exactly. Open air was another thing that it said. I know this is where we disagree on this. And that is something else that I've heard going back years ago. This report said the new stadium said to be open air but with partial covering for fans in the stands. That's the... European soccer-style uh, stadium that I've uh, kind of said a lot that is what I think the Bills have been looking at. It's been widely uh, noted. Terry Pagula prefers a open stadium for the elements, for that outdoor football feel. The fans, I still think, would need to be covered. This would kind of try to do best of both worlds. I still think it's a mistake. (laughs) I know you differ. I still think it's a mistake. If you're building a new stadium, you got to put a roof on
1: it. I'm all about an open-air stadium. Football in Buffalo is supposed to be outside. Uh, If you want to play inside, you can go to Syracuse. But I do like the idea of having the fans covered. You know, you could tell the difference at Hard Rock Stadium between when they didn't have the seats covered and I would get burned every time I went there for a game, and now to where there's a nice shade over the fans. I think that would be a nice element But like you said, the game would still take place outside. And I think that is a huge advantage here in Buffalo, New York. Again, I know we disagree, but I think you're talking Buffalo Bills football in December. I want a cold game. I want the hits to hurt just a little
0: more. And
1: I want snow falling down.
0: Yeah, just like uh, those games when no one goes. That's what you want. Hey, if, I went to the 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 stadium way team, half full because way it's too team, cold for everybody. The way
1: this team is playing, no
0: matter how cold it is, that building will be full. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The less, I mean, the snow game against the Colts was the last time that the weather ever really played a factor in there. And until the end of that game, many people didn't think the Bills were going to the playoffs. Well, but it was still the best chance the Bills had at the playoffs in years. And how many people showed up to that game? Not a lot. Because the weather stunk. Yeah. You but, don't want to be standing outside in the cold. now they'll be covered. Yeah, now they'll be covered, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure that'll do uh, whatever. I it, You just put a roof on it, and you don't have to worry about any of that. And I think I think last year for the Bills kind of turned a lot of people around to this point where seeing the Bills throw the ball the way they did, which they never have before, this idea of, oh, the weather is our friend. Uh, you know, the weather, we want the cold weather games. You know, it's a, it's a big advantage for the Bills. I don't think that was ever true to begin with. But now that the Bills actually throw the ball like other NFL teams do, they're saying, oh, that's going to be a disadvantage for us too. That Oh, we play better in uh, dome stadiums and uh, with a roof on it. Maybe we should put a roof on it, right? I I, I don't know. Ten years down the
1: road, maybe we're not the best passing team and we have a better passing team coming into Buffalo, and it works in our favor. I think weather will always work. Okay, not always. That's that's a a ridiculous statement. Uh, Weather will work more in Buffalo's favor than against it in an open-air
0: stadium. I will stand by that comment. Now, the part of this report that I started to turn at was uh, when it began to talk about the lease for a new stadium. That, you know, a new facility could be ready to play as early as 2025, according to the report, but the Bills' lease at Highmark Stadium expires in 2023. Now, the report says that leaves at least one stadium, if not more, where the Bills would not contractually have a facility for home games. The team is prepared, according to the report, to consider other options for home games, including Toronto and Penn State, should the Bills need a temporary home. And that's the part where I started to say, (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's uh, never going to happen, and it starts to make me kind of question the entire thing in total. It reads more of a, as a negotiating tactic from the team than it does an actual report anyways. The simple solution here is, oh, Highmark Stadium still exists? As long as that still is operating and up and not bulldozed, the Bills are going to be playing in it Right. As, as far as they don't have a new stadium. Oh, we need to extend the lease? I don't think that's going to be a problem, No, extending it for a couple of years because a new stadium isn't quite ready yet.
1: A new stadium, and I think by then the county executive might need a new book. Uh, But Toronto, you know, they they mentioned Toronto and Penn State. Uh, Little known fact, you can't play football at Rogers Center anymore because they converted that to baseball-specific, baseball-only. So in Toronto, they'd have to, I believe, the only field – they could go to is the soccer stadium, and I just don't see that happening. It's if just, you're going to go to the, if you're going to go to where the Toronto FC play, then why wouldn't you just go play at UB? It, it seats
0: the same. It would. I would. I think I would eat a shoe if that ever happened. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> one of those things that would it, it would never happen, and that's the part where I'm starting to be like, all right, now how much of this is good information from a source versus what part of this is just kind of posturing by the team to uh, maybe set the tone for those. A little bit of a lease extension negotiations that might happen in the very near future.
1: Especially for the owner who went out of their way to say, hey, this team will not play in
0: Toronto again. <laughs> <laughs> the, team is never leaving Buffalo. Yeah. the team never leaving Buffalo. Oh, well, we might leave Buffalo for a couple. Of years. It doesn't make any sense. at all. No, it, it really
1: doesn't. But Brian, see, you look at this and you had a reasonable reaction. I looked at that and go, what? They're going to play two seasons somewhere else. <laughs> uh, of course, I just completely overreacted until this morning. You, you're like, they're not they're not going to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, th- it does not read to me at all like that is e- even a reasonable option or anything that would happen. But it is, it is fun to think about. It is fun to think about the future. And I do think if there is one thing, when you see reports like this, I always like to, you know, everyone takes something with a grain of salt. Every source – has an agenda behind what they're trying to say for the most part. And I think the one thing you can learn from a report like this is that we are maybe getting a step closer to this being a real heated discussion in the area, right? I I think this does bring us a step closer to some sort of actuality uh, of this really happening, and that is the thing that I take Uh, from that report for the most part. You want a break from Skyway talk? Get ready for stadium talk (laughs) 24-7. That's right. (laughs) Hey, uh, we'll be back here with you tomorrow. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN.